In the Word on the Go is brought to you by New Growth Press, the publisher helping every person grow closer to Christ. As you're making a list for the little ones in your life this time of year, don't forget about the new releases at New Growth Press, including the new picture book, Why Do We Say Goodnight? Going to bed and turning out the light can be a scary time for many children, so this book reminds little ones that Jesus watches over them all night long, just like a shepherd protects his sheep. Find your next read to encourage you in your faith and learn more about new releases at newgrowthpress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm glad to welcome back my friend Jared Kennedy. Jared serves as pastor of families at Sojourn Church Midtown in Louisville, Kentucky. He's also the children's ministry strategist for the Sojourn Network. Jared is the author of several books, including one of my favorite Bible story books, The Beginner's Gospel Story Bible. Also a new book that's just come out, Jesus Rose for Me, a preschool storybook for Easter. He's also written several VBS programs, including Proof Pirate, and clap your hands, stomp your feet. That sounds like a really noisy VBS. Jared is also <laughs> husband to Megan and father of three girls, Rachel, Lucy, and Elizabeth. Jared, it's always great to have you on the podcast. It's so good to be with you, champ. All right, man. What you got for us today? I have Psalm 145, verse 3. Um, I'm reading from the NIV, and it says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. All right. I love it. Why don't you put that in your own words for us, Jared? What is this verse saying? Well, the first thing it says is that we should praise the Lord, even though we can't fully understand him. And I think another thing that it says is that obviously we can, if we're going to praise the Lord for things, we have some level of understanding about God. In fact, um, because God has revealed himself to us, we have a true understanding about God, Hmm. but we can never have a complete or exhaustive understanding about him because he is deeper than the ocean. Yeah, I think it was A.W. Tozer who said, God's given us not every bit of information about him, but enough to ravish our hearts and cause us to worship him. Yes, that's so true. So, Jared, what's the story here? How did this verse come to be one of your favorites? Well, this is one of those verses that I I didn't really learn growing up. I found it researching um, how to teach it to children. So, I mean, one of the things I do when I'm teaching a passage is I, I look at the passage in multiple versions. And I found that the word that the NIV translates as fathom is translated really differently in different Bible versions. And so the the NIV says fathom, um, the ESV and the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible, says unsearchable. Hmm. In the New Living Translation, it's measureless. And so when I first heard the word fathom, I thought about someone saying, oh, I I can't fathom that, you know, I, and so I took it to mean, I can't understand that. I can't fully understand God. But, um, you know, if you read it that way, you might think God is a sort of being who you can't understand at all. But in reality, God has revealed himself to us. Um, He expects us to have a true understanding of him. 
Um, but we can never have an exhaustive understanding of him. Wow. So what's the context of this verse then? This is talking about God's greatness, and he's so great that we can see some but not all, and we praise him for what we can see. But what's surrounding this pretty amazing verse? Yeah, so it, it's really cool. The word, I'm going to answer your question with a little bit of a word study, I guess, but the, the word fathom there comes from something that sailors actually would do hmm. in ancient times. And so in ancient times, boatmen would use something that's called a sounding line to measure the depth of the water. And so they would take a long, thin piece of rope that would have a heavy piece of lead attached to the end of it mm-hmm. so that it would sink all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And they would they would mark off certain links on that, that rope. So marks that were called fathom points would be made at equal intervals along the rope so that they would be able to see how many fathoms down the, the rope went. And so in ancient times, you know, a sailor would basically just stretch out his arms and measure from fingertip to fingertip. And that was a fathom you know, basically everything you can get your arms around. Hmm. Today, a standard fathom is six feet, which is a lot longer than my fingertip to fingertip. <laughs> Maybe LeBron James, I'm not sure. But, um, and most sounding lines back in ancient times measured up to about a hundred fathoms. So they were, they were really, really long lines. And uh, with a sounding line, a sailor could measure basically any ocean depth wow. close to shore. But then as he sailed out to sea, there came this point when the waters were out of sounding. They were just too deep to be measured. His sounding line would go down and down and down, and it would never hit the bottom. (laughs) And so what the psalmist is telling us is that our Lord's greatness is so deep that we can throw out that sounding line. We can try to measure him with human understanding. And we may even have a true understanding of who he is and what he's done for us. But we can never get all the way to the bottom of God. We can't get all the way to the bottom of His greatness. Um, and that should humble us and cause us to praise Him. So I'm going to read it again. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. Let's see what this version says. The Lord is great and highly praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. And there's our word, without uh, measure, fathomless. I love it. That's such a great word picture. So, Jared, we've already been talking about what this tells us about God, but do you want to explore that further? What can we say is true about God from this verse? Well, it tells us that, that God is measureless. And so I just, just think about that for a minute. God is deeper than, than the ocean. We can't measure God. Well, think, you can't measure God with hours or with minutes because God is timeless <laughs> and eternal. We can't measure God's length or breadth with miles or inches because God is everywhere. He fills all things. We can't measure God's strength with pounds or tons. God is never going to come to a CrossFit class and max out for us because he's (laughs) omnipotent. He is all powerful. Um, And that fact that we can't measure God's greatness should really humble us um, because he is bigger and better than us. He's bigger and better than anything we'll encounter in this lifetime. And so it should turn our hearts to praise him for who he is. So Jared, it's one thing to say that God is without limits, but when I want to think about how great he is, not in a negative sense that he's without limits, but in a positive sense, how great he is, how would I go about getting my mind around that? I I want to see how great he is. Where do I look? 
Well, I think you can look at the rest of the psalm. So as it goes on, Psalm 145 verse 9 says, The Lord is good to all. He's compassionate on all he has made. And so God isn't just so great that we can't measure him, but he's thoroughly good. He, he's wise. He's holy. He's just. He's loving. And he's true. And so, you know, a person you meet has varying strengths and weaknesses. They have things they're really good at and things they aren't so good at. And so you might, for instance, say a girl named Sally is really loving, but she's not very wise because she she trusts people indiscriminately. Hmm. But God is undivided in all of his attributes and he's perfect hmm. in all of his attributes. He's both wise and he's loving through and through. Um, and that's really important for us to know because you know, we experience real evil in this world. We experience death and violence and disease. And, and you might ask, why did God allow this? Um, how can he be sovereign over these circumstances that I'm experiencing and still be loving? And the answer many times is, I don't know the answer. Hmm. I can't measure that out. I don't know how this works. I don't fully understand what God is doing in my circumstances. In fact, on the surface, maybe even like affirming that he's sovereign and he's loving seems to, seems to be contradictory. But even though we can't fully trace out who God is, God has truly revealed him to, himself to us. And the hmm. place where God has most clearly revealed himself is in his son, Jesus, hmm. and in what Jesus has done for us at the cross. At, there at the cross, he shows us his love and his justice and, and how they come together. Um, when he poured out his wrath against sin, and when Jesus died, he also poured out his love so that he might justify us and save us. Wow. That's where we look. That's where we see him revealing himself to us. I love it, Jared. Thank you for pointing us to this verse. Would you close our time by offering praise for his greatness and asking the Lord to show us more of it? Uh, Lord, Father, God. You are so wonderful. Um, we'll never completely understand you, um, but we thank you that you have chosen to reveal yourself to us in Jesus. And it's in Jesus where we see your perfect justice, your perfect love, and it's in Jesus where we find our salvation. And so, Lord, we're so grateful for the fact that you have given your son for us. Help us to trust you and to praise you all of our days. For Christ's sake, amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.